Morning, church. Welcome here to our online campus as we share with you this morning at Central Cristiano and we share with you at uh, Sunnyside. It's great to be together. This is our 26th anniversary, as you know. So we've completed 26 years and we're heading into year 27. And I want to just share with you our verse of the year. And this year it's 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 to 14. Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. That's a verse that you can memorize for this year. It's a great verse for us. And when I think about it, I think about it as a plan for victory. It's kind of like, you know, a pre-game speech. Be on your guard, be ready, stand firm, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. It's a challenge from Paul to the church in Corinth, but it's also a challenge from the Apostle Paul to us. You know, when something's new and just beginning, it's vulnerable. When you plant a little plant, you can pull it up by the roots really easily. When you, when you plant, you know, a weed starts to grow. I was weeding in my garden the other day, and uh, all the ones that were small just popped out. The ones that, you know, had been there a while, probably should have done this a month ago, um, they were a little harder to get out. The vulnerable things are things that are young and things that are new. So as we head into this year, I want to move you from vulnerability and I want to move you into being someone who can say, be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And do everything with love. So how's that going to happen? Well, we have to sustain and grow and mature We want to walk in victory and not defeat. So this year, we want to plant a new campus. It's going to be young and it's going to be new. God's got to open doors and do miracles and prepare the way for us. But we are asking God, can you make that possible for us? Can you provide the leaders we need? They're faith-filled people to go out and do it. God, we're asking you for that. We're praying that we're going to see new churches planted in our country, in our city, in our valley, and in our world. There's a photo here of a a response in Africa of a bunch of people raising their hands to say yes to Jesus. We've seen thousands, tens of thousands of people say yes to Jesus in Africa, and thousands of churches planted in Kenya and Uganda. And we're praying that we're going to see movements like that in other places in the world. That we're going to get to engage and be involved. But to do that, man, we have to be on our guard. We have to be full of faith. We have to be courageous and strong. And we need to love people. We're not going to invest locally, nationally, and globally if we don't love people. We want God to lead us into that. We want to see Sunnyside move into their building. It's almost done. It's, it's moving along. It's painfully slow. But we want to see that happen. We want to see a building for Central Cristiano. God, we're saying provide one. Have a church just give us a building and say, here you go, and we can put Central Cristiano in there. Just like we're praying for a new building for a new campus. We're saying, God, do a miracle for us. Build your church. But we need to be equipped and prepared in faith to stand and see that happen. So even as we head into, you know, this year and we want to be strong, we want to be courageous, we want to be faith-filled, we want to be on guard, 
It's not that we've given up on seeing the lost come to faith. If you're watching and you don't yet know Jesus, you've not yet experienced forgiveness for your sins and salvation, Jesus is calling you to life today and will give you a chance at the end to say yes to Jesus. Jesus is calling you to life, to salvation, and to truth in Him. Jesus, it says in Luke 19.10, the Son of Man, that's Jesus, came to seek and to save those who are lost. So we want to see people equipped and grow and mature in their faith. And I want to see you grow in your faith. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. I want to see you grow in your faith. I want to see you mature. I want to see you know more and understand more this year. Just like I want to see more, know more, learn more, and understand more. We can never get to the bottom of who God is and know everything about him. I think one of the the interesting comments is sometimes, you know, people make a comment and they say, you know, I'm just going to try and maybe go somewhere else and and because, you know, I'm really not getting fed where I'm at. I'm not really growing and maturing. And I always think when people say that, that's a really humble thing to share. And I often say to people, I really appreciate your humility and vulnerability in sharing that, that you have yet to learn how to spiritually feed yourself. How to grow in your own relationship with God. Here's a picture of my granddaughter, Alice. I mean, she's trying to feed herself. She is young. She is vulnerable. She cannot feed herself enough to sustain. Get the food. Here's here's Charlotte. She's trying to make something to eat. Now she's doing it with her mom, so it's going to turn out. But these are little girls. They can't shop for themselves, feed themselves, and take care of themselves. They're vulnerable. When we say we we don't have the ability to, to feed ourselves spiritually, we're expressing our own vulnerability. Our own fact of uh, we haven't grown with Jesus. And my goal is that we own up to our vulnerability. And we grow with Jesus this year. So we can be on guard and we can be courageous and strong and faith-filled and love people like Jesus loves us. That's my prayer. So we see more and more people say yes to Jesus. So you can get in a shape group. You can actually just go on the website and click the tab, shape group, and they're listed there. Or you can just put your name. I'd say Fred Shape and just text it in and we'll hook you up with a shape group. Or you say, man, I want to get in a life group. That's online too, but you could type in Fred Life Group. If your name's not Fred, I'd use your own name, but you know what I'm saying? And just send it in, and we'll say, yeah, we'll hook you up. You can say, when, the, when we're back gathering, I want to come to an equipping workshop and learn more about walking with Jesus. You can go on, on Sundays and join Sunday morning prayer. There's eight prayer meetings, uno en espanol, and the other ones are all in English. And you can engage and be a part of what's happening in Sunday morning prayer and learn more about praying. You could say, man, I want to be in a triad. We've got those on Zoom as well. We've got shape groups on Zoom, life groups on Zoom. Eventually, they'll gather back together. But a triad is three people saying, we want to grow and learn and understand more about who Jesus is. We've got regen, our recovery. But really, it's a discipling ministry online. But I want to say, if you want to do that, you just say, Fred, Regen, and we'll hook you up with that. I mean, we know the challenges that people are facing right now. There's an increase in porn. There's an, there's an increase in alcohol sales. There's an increase in domestic abuse and violence and child abuse. There's increases on all kinds of fronts that are wrong. But that's where the church is here to help. You can just text in your name and say, man, I just need someone to pray with me, someone to to minister to me, to someone to help me. 
man, we are here for that because we want you to be on guard. We want you to be full of faith. We want you to be courageous and strong and love people. And Jesus can fill you with his power and his presence to do that. For some of you, you need to say yes to Jesus. So again, your name and salvation. Maybe you need to get baptized. It's that first yes with Jesus that you need to say. So you put your name in, Fred, baptism, and we'll call you and we'll get you prepared for baptism for when we're back meeting again. So how do we do this? Well, we have to be on guard from the attacks of Satan. He's like a lion roaring around, seeking for something to devour. Here's a couple of pictures that, that I took when we were in Africa. But first Peter, Peter writes it this way, chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Stay alert. It's kind of like be on guard. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. Satan's looking to eat you for lunch. He's looking to take you down and take you out, and you got to be on guard because he comes from the back, the side, the front, sometimes from every direction at once, looking for the weak and the vulnerable, for the young. If you feel like you're in a vulnerable position and situation right now, it's tough being at home. It's tough having all the kids at home. It's tough if you're not working. If you're in a vulnerable position, just text your name and we will pray for you. Why? Because we want you to be on guard against your enemy, the enemy of your soul, Satan, who comes to destroy you. Jesus said it this way in John 10.10, that the devil, Satan, the evil one, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give life full, rich, and abundant life. And I'm saying we want to pray you into the full, rich, and abundant life. We want to lead you into the full, rich, and abundant life. We want to have you in a shape group, life group, regen group, triad, all the different ways where you can grow to be on guard and you can walk in victory because God is here for victory. Because see, Satan's really powerless before God. He is not the one that can take you out if you don't want to be taken out. In Job chapter 1, he had to present himself before God and give an account for what he's doing. God holds the power. He has all authority in heaven and on earth because of the cross. Jesus says in in Matthew 28, all authority has been given me in heaven and on earth. When Jesus died on the cross, he defeated the power of sin and the power of Satan. And he rose from the dead, defeating the last enemy of death. There is nothing that's not under his authority. Satan roars like a lion, but Jesus stands between you and the lion if you ask him to, because Satan's a defeated foe. He has no authority to take you out. He is powerless. The demons are powerless. In Luke 8, Jesus demands of the demons who are possessing a man, he says, what's your name? And they say, legion, because there's so many. And then they beg for permission to leave the man and go into the pigs when Jesus is casting them out. And Jesus gives them permission. The demonic forces have no authority in your life. You can stand and be on guard because of the power of the cross because of Jesus, because of his authority. Jesus is here. Life and death even are in the hands of God. 
Deuteronomy 32 says, look now, I myself am he. This is God talking. There is no other God but me. I am the one who kills and gives life. I am the one who wounds and heals. No one can be rescued from my powerful hand. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 27, can all the worries, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And the answer is no. Now, I would say you can speed up your death through bad choices, bad living, and bad mistakes, but you can't add a single day. God holds our lives in his hands. God has authority over the demonic. God has authority over Satan. God is in charge. But Satan also comes, and he comes to blind the eyes of people, blind our minds, confuse us to the truth that God loves you and knows you and sees you and cares about you. But when Satan comes to do that, God can open your eyes. One of the great prayers you can pray is, open my eyes, God. Open up my mind to understand who you are. Second Corinthians, Paul writes this to the church in Corinth in chapter 4, verse 4. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. He's saying they don't understand the cross. They don't understand that Jesus died for you. That Jesus is going to rise again and rose again in power on the third day. He died. He rose again. He defeated every enemy. All authority is with Jesus. So when your eyes are blinded, when your mind is confused, you pray and you say, open my eyes to see who you are, God. You can even pray that right now, just out loud, quietly to yourself. God, open my eyes to see who you are. Open my mind to understand who you are. Show me who you are. I will reveal myself to you. Jesus says. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 16 says, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, that's asking him to come, come into your life, be your savior, your leader, give you life. The veil, what covers our eyes, is taken away. For the Lord is the spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom from sin, freedom from death, freedom from destruction. So all of us who've had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. We look like God. We're reflecting his glory back. And the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more like him as we're changed into his glorious image. The old life is gone and a new life has come. You're changed to be like God. Transformation is taking place and then you can be on guard. You can be full of faith and you can be courageous and you can be strong and you can be full of love. All the things you can't do on your own because he's come to do that. Because the son of God, 1 John 3, came to destroy the work of the devil. The work that the devil seeks to do as a roaring lion to eat you, Jesus has come to destroy that, and he's come to bring life. So it's better to die in faith, walking with God, than to live in fear, and because we don't have to live in fear, because we're going to armor up, and we're going to stand firm in prayer. We're going to pray on the armor of God. There is a great speech in Lord of the Rings in the, in the last movie um, when Aragorn is giving this speech. And I just want you to just, just watch it for a sec and hear what he says. I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails. When we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. An hour of wolves 
and shattered shields when the age of men comes crashing down. But it is not this day. This day we fight. By all that you hold dear on this good earth, I bid you stand, men of the West! For Frodo. Isn't that great? Today is not the day of defeat. Today is not the day that we're going to lose. Like, there's, there's standing on guard. There's faith. There's courage. There's being strong. And then right at the end, he looks over and he says, for Frodo, there's love. There's love being poured out and displayed. This is for Frodo. And when God looks down, he says, man, I love you so much that I sent my only son Jesus to die for you and pay the penalty for your sin. The sinless, spotless Lamb of God is going to die on a cross for you. Why? Because God loves you and sent Jesus. It's for you. And we stand firm. We're on our guard. We're full of faith. We're courageous and strong. Why? Because we want everyone to hear the good news of Jesus. I want you to know how much God loves you. I want you to grow in your walk and relationship with him. And as you do, I want you to share that with others. If you're watching and you don't yet know Jesus, man, I want you to meet Jesus. I want to be on guard. I want to be full of faith. I want to be courageous and strong. And I want to pour out my life in love. Why? So, so you'll meet Jesus, the one who's come to be the savior of your soul. He came to seek and to save everyone who doesn't know him, including you. That's why Jesus has come. So we put on this armor. We start with a belt of truth. It's the truth of who we are in Christ, that you're a son, you're a daughter, you're created in his image, you're created to know him. You live a a lifestyle of truth, of honesty and integrity in your own homes and before people. You put on the body armor of righteousness, right living. You live in holiness. You live according to God's standards, and we need the Holy Spirit to empower us to do that. But we live in truth and we live in right living and righteousness. We put on our feet shoes of peace. And that means we're going to go and declare the peace that God brings. Peace with God and peace with others. We forgive people. We ask for forgiveness. I experience peace in my life when I ask people to forgive me who I've wronged. It appears that that is almost a daily occurrence. But then I experience peace with God and peace with others. I put on those shoes of peace, and, and you put on shoes of peace, and as a church, we put on shoes of peace to go tell people all over the world who Jesus is and how much God loves them and sent Jesus to meet them. We go to the vulnerable, the people that don't yet know God. Then we look and we say, man, we're going to hold up a shield of faith to put out the flaming arrows of the enemy. We hold up that shield, and it, and it guards us, and it protects us from the attacks of the enemy. As we walk in faith, we are alerted to temptations, and we run away from temptation. Now, we run into the storm. We run into the mix. We don't run away from challenges. We're not living a life of fear. I mean, that's why we can hand out food. Why? We're wearing masks. We're being careful. We're being wise. But why? Because there's vulnerable people who need spiritual nourishment, but they need physical nourishment. And we bring them together. Why? Because God loves his world, and we are not afraid. We are wise, but we're not afraid. And we hold up our shield of faith, and it empowers us to walk in obedience to what God calls us to do. 
And then we put on the helmet of salvation. We thank God for how he has saved us. We know that we're saved. We are sons and daughters of God. We've asked him to forgive us of our sin and be our savior and leader. And he said, yes, we are saved. And then we say, renew our minds. Change how we think. And then we take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We get to know the Word of God. That's why I love shape groups where we gather and we do a Bible reading program. We write out a scripture. We write out H, we hear something from God. A, how does it apply to our lives? P, we pray back to God. And E, we exalt, we thank God for who he is and what he's done. We want to be in knowing and understanding who God is. We want to know how to use the sword of the Spirit. And then it ends by saying, and we pray at all times, on all occasions, in the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray in our native language, English, Spanish, French, German, Italian, Russian, whatever it is. We, we pray. But we also pray in the language of heaven, in the language of angels. We pray in tongues. We pray in the Spirit and under the empowerment of the Spirit. We pray in the Spirit and with understanding. And we do it at all times, on all occasions. We never miss a chance to pray. There's so many times that we're in situations, you're in them, I'm in them, and, I, and we feel like we're you know, outmanned, outgunned. And we need God to be involved. And when we armor up, and when we end by praying and inviting God in, we have our armor on, but we walk behind Jesus who brings the victory. Jesus brings the victory. When I don't pray and invite God in and I go into battle alone, as I'm down on my, my last moment, I cry out to Jesus once again, Lord, save me. And he reaches out his hand and he saves me. Wouldn't it be better just to start by saying, Lord, save me and praying and inviting God in and just marching behind him? That's what he wants us to do. And then he tells us after we've been on our guard and we're full of faith and we're standing firm, we're strong, he says, be courageous and strong. You know, I find that really, really interesting. I, I, I think, you know, I'm like, Paul, why, why wouldn't you said be strong and courageous? That order, it really makes no difference except if you know the story of Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. I mean, he's told by God to be, to be strong and courageous. Just seems like a, 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 a throwback to the book of Joshua, chapter 1. And, it, and if you've been doing your shape reading and reading your Bible, you just read that. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Because God just took Moses away. They were wondering if he was going to come back, and God's like, no, he's dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving you. I think we can be strong and courageous. We can be courageous and strong when we know our call and our destiny. God has called you and created you with a purpose and a destiny in your life. He's created you to make a difference. He's created you to know him. He's created you to tell people about him. He's created you for victory, not for defeat. He's created you to walk behind him. He's created you to be free from the power of sin. He's created you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's created you to be righteous, full of peace and truth. His power and presence. 
He's said, it's time to take the land. You can just text your name in again, Fred, land, and we'll know what that means. It's time for you to take the land. It's time for you to walk in your destiny by being strong and being courageous. You've made a commitment to be on your guard. You've made a commitment to stand. You've made a commitment for faith. And now let's make a commitment for the land. God's destiny for you. You're going to have to be strong and you're going to have to be courageous because there's always giants to fight in the land. But with Jesus, you're going to win. That's your destiny. That's what he's calling you to. And then he says, man, we should be filled and know and understand and walk in his presence. He says, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. Why? For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you, verse 5. And then in verse 9, he says, For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You can be strong and courageous because God is with you. Nothing will ever take you from his hand. He is your protector, your provider, your provision. He's your hope. He's your past, your present, and your future. God is with you. He's going to lead you into the call that he has on your life because he's going to be with you. You're going to win. But you invite him in. This year, we're going to grow to be on guard, be full of faith, to stand, and to be strong and courageous. And God's inviting you into that. And when he invites us into that, man, then we can say with courage, I'd rather die in faith than live in fear. And then we don't quit. The Bible says don't grow weary in doing good. At the right time, you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up. We don't give up. We don't quit. When we're strong and courageous, we don't quit. It might be right at the end. You feel like, you know, you've lost. But with God, he will bring you to victory in the midst of defeat. Because with God, we win. We don't give up. We don't quit. He says this in verse 6, Be strong and courageous, for you're the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. Verse 7, be strong and courageous. Verse 9, be strong and courageous. Verse 7 actually says, be strong and very courageous. So be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and courageous. Three times God repeats that. And then in verse 9, he says, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. As you say, man, you don't understand. I've done, I've done so much stuff. There's so much junk in your life. You feel that God has pushed you to the side. God never pushes anyone to the side. There's junk in my life. I sin. I make mistakes. I say things I shouldn't, and I don't say things I should. I do things I shouldn't, and I don't do things I should. We are all the same. We're in the same boat, and Jesus looks at us and says, come here. I'm with you. Be strong and courageous. I have a plan and a destiny and a call for you. I am with you. Don't grow weary. Don't get discouraged. Don't be afraid. And the foundation, the genesis of that, the beginning of that is, again, that we know the Word of God. When we know the Word of God, we know God, we know His promises, and we know we can rely on them. Because this is what he says in verses 7 and 8. Be careful to obey. Not just to read the Bible, but to obey. To obey all the instructions Moses gave you. 
Do not deviate. Don't do anything else. Don't deviate. Don't throw them aside from them, turning either to the right or the left. Then you will be successful. If you obey, you'll be successful in everything you do. If you obey, you'll be successful in everything. And then he says, study the book of the law. Meditate on it. Study the book of this law, this instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night, and then you'll be sure to obey. So you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. If we study it, if we do it continually, if we meditate on it, we think about it, we ask, how should I apply this to my life? What should I do with it? And then we decide to obey it. Everything that God says will prosper and succeed in all we do. Obey God. Obey his word. And there's success and prosperity waiting for us. God says, I'm with you. God says, don't grow weary in doing the things I've called you to do. Don't grow weary in your sin and think that you've been pushed to the side. Because I have a call and a plan and a purpose and a destiny for your life. And I'm here to fulfill it. And then lastly, in this verse for this year, we're called to love God and love people. The best description of that is the fact that if we're full of love, if we're full of God's love, then we will love God back because he's filled us with his love and we'll love people around us because his love will flow out from us. And it's that love that defeats the plans of the enemy. The reason we, we, we do all the things that we do here and around the world, helping people, sharing the good news of the gospel, investing in places around the world is because of the love of God in us and then through us. I have one friend, he's in his 80s, and he says, I really want to come and hand out food with you. And I said, I'd really like you to stay home. <laughs> he said, well, and I told him the age, you know, range that we chose, and it was a little bit arbitrary, but it was 15 to 59. And he's like, well, 59, why? And I said, well, I'm 58, and I wanted to hand out food. So if we have another pandemic in a, maybe three years, it's going to have to be 61. But I'm saying to him, no, just stay home. You're in your 80s. So he's like, okay, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to give. I can't go, but I can pray and I can give. I had another guy call me and say, you know, we'd love to come hand out food, but we have, you know, some, a vulnerable child, and, and so, but we'd be willing to shop, and we'd love to give. So we'll go shop, we'll bring food by, and we'd love to give for some of this, but we can't go. And I'm like, you should not come. You should do everything you can to be safe. So my challenge is we love God and we love people in the way that God's called us because it's a destiny moment. And those destiny moments change, but it's a destiny moment. So I encourage you, even as you give, when you think about your giving to Mountain View, all these years, all the people that have given, all these things, it's God's releasing resources, yeah, for here, but for what God wants to do in our city, in our state, our country, in our world. And we all engage in the way we can. If you want to give specifically to food, just go on the website. There's a little drop box there under the giving for COVID-19 food relief. And you can give. We want to make a difference. Because when we love God, we can't help but love people. Because that's what God came to do. Matthew 22, Jesus says it this way. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The whole, the whole, the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commands. So my challenge to us today is really, really simple. 
We're going to love God and we're going to love people. We're going to love God and we're going to love people in every way that God calls us to. Why? Because we are standing on guard against the attacks and schemes of the enemy. Why? Because we're standing firm in faith that we've placed in God who has plans and purposes for us and through us to a world. Why? Because we're courageous and we're strong and we're fulfilling God's destiny in our lives. We're going to obey Him and follow all the commands that He's called us to. Why? Because we're going to do it all in love. And then there's freedom and life and salvation that comes to people. So if you're here today, And you need to walk in the freshness of being on guard, standing in faith, being courageous and strong and loving people. Just text your name in and we're going to call you and we're going to pray for you. You may be texting in your name with with baptism, shape group, freedom over sin. I don't know what's going on, but you text in your name and we will call you and we will pray for you and we will bless you in Jesus' name. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, I encourage you, just text your name in and say salvation, and we'll call you, we'll pray with you, and we'll lead you into the kingdom to know God. So let's stand. We're going to worship together. We're going to sing no other, that there's no one like Jesus, and we're going to do it, and we're going to commit to grow in our faith. We're going to commit that we're going to be on guard. We're going to stand firm in our faith. We're going to be courageous and strong and do everything in love. So let's stand and let's worship Jesus together because there's no one like him.